it was our grandson. We felt we had to do it. His voice was our grandson's. So we knew it was our grandson. So we thought. So we thought. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that is the voice of an 81-year-old man. <clears throat> he is the latest victim of what is called a grandparent scam. These things are not new, but they are truly uh, the lowest of the low. Like, you have to be a real piece of crap to take advantage of the people who get caught in this, but it is happening every single day and it's happening a lot more than it did. And it works because what they're able to do is convince the victim, in this case, that man, that their loved one is in trouble. And in this case, these pieces of dirt um, managed to get $100,000 out of this man and his wife over three months, pretending that their grandson had been arrested and needed money. Take a listen. First time you get a request for large money, even if it says it's, it's somebody legal, phone somebody you know who could tell you that, yes or no, right away. Like, I sh if I had done that day, my son actually said he had an inclination to do that, and he wished that he had, but he let that pass because, again, there's a connection between our grandson. Yeah. So the emotional part of it, I think, was, it was the key that made us go further and further into it. Yeah, so, you know, he thinks he's talking to his, you know, grandson on the line, and the grand this happened over three months, and um, wanted to help, and then, of course, a guy gets on the phone pretending to be a police officer, which made it more authentic. Eventually, this man discovered it was not his grandson, uh, but, of course, by then it's too late. All the money was gone. But they're not alone. Police are reporting that they are hearing record numbers of these cases. That is assuming that they are even reported because a lot of times they don't get reported because these people are scared, vulnerable, and or ashamed. But they've had so far tallied about one million bucks stolen from these victims. Let me bring in Laura Tamblin Watts. She is the founder and CEO of CanAge. I'm certainly sure you have heard about these, Lauren. We hear about them every day, and we really are seeing an uptick. Uh, mm -hmm. During the time of COVID-19, there was a little bit of a downtick because people were home more. But now that folks are getting out, they're moving around, they're traveling, this has really opened the floodgates for the grandparent scam to take new life. Yeah, and you know... It's so frustrating because they are the very prime target. These are the people that generally will have a little nest egg put away and or sometimes they're actually on a, a fixed income. But if you call your grandparents and tell them that you're in trouble, they're not going to just discount you like like someone like me might. Um, you know, I get like you probably. I get so many texts in a day that seem legitimate and or emails and or calls. They seem legit, but I just know don't answer any of them, don't touch them. But if you're not real savvy on social media or you're not real savvy in these kinds of things, they are very easy to fall for. You know, the thing about it is they only work because people care and they get better and better at it. So the most important thing to remember is don't feel shame. But some of the key red flags are... Somebody calls you or texts you, or maybe they're doing it through Facebook or other social media, but often it's a phone call, and they'll say, hi, Grandma, or hi, Grandpa, but they don't say, it's Alex, or it's Laura, or whatever. Right. And then they wait, and they wait for you to fill in the name. Oh, it's like, Johnny. Is it Johnny? Yeah. Yes, it's Johnny. So if you hear that, immediately you can be clear that it's not going to be legit. If you have second questions about it, ask the person, if you don't just hang up, which is better, but if you're really concerned, ask the person some questions that only they would know. What's your dog's name? 
what street did you grow up on? Something like that. And that usually stops it in the tracks. Yeah, it's so hard to educate, though, on this because, you know, there are elderly people that aren't on social media. They don't have smartphones. They just don't have the sophistication. They may not even have family around to warn them, and that is the problem. I mean, if you've got an elderly parent, I'm always telling my mother, do not click on anything. Just don't. I know. Just don't because she doesn't have that literacy on a computer or whatever. I mean, and she's older, so she, just don't do it. But if you don't have that advocacy in your life or, or, or that, you can easily be taken advantage of. And we see this happen, as this one case did, not just one time, but they'll try to hook you and then they'll milk you for what it's worth. And so as you talked about, it could be a police officer that they turn it to or a lawyer or somebody else. And this adds some additional authenticity. Often they're looking for a retainer or some type of fine. And once they hook you once, they'll come back and back again. As it turns out, they need more money and they need it for some other reason. And again, they may turn to a, a, another person who's pretending to be an additional person who needs uh, the bail bondsman or whatever, or sometimes it's a hospital administrator. And you'll see that this can continue on for as long as they can hook you. The other thing that's really important to know is your information is being sold on the black market as a person who has been hooked. So what you know is if you've been hooked one time by the grandparent scam, there's more other scams coming your way. Yeah, it's so gross. It's it, like, honestly, you have to be the biggest pee, piece of baloney. I can't say the word I'd use um, uh, to do this. Is there a concern? Do you ever get reports, Laura, where they actually go as far as to show up? They've got enough information on this person that they they go up to their house, uh, show up at their, their, their place? Yeah, it's less likely. It's less common, but it can happen. So what these scams are done through what they call a boiler room. So these often can move around in different places, but they will have local agents in the city or town that you are in that they will contact. And sometimes they'll pick up money from you or they'll pick up a package. Sometimes we've seen some threats uh, to the door. It is less likely they tend to stay more in the threats online and try to emotionally strain you. But if they think they can get you, they will use sometimes local agents to put uh, additional fear pressure into you. Yeah, so really it comes down to if you've got a parent, um, you really have to kind of just say, look, mom, dad, you're going to get asked for money. Look, you you have to educate them. There's some great resources that we did with the Canadian Centre for Elder Law, again, the CCEL, called Be a Savvy Senior. People can look it up really closely. And you can print out these great fact sheets, and it's even in a calendar format there. Some of the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre has them as well. I really recommend just sticking them up by the phone. Right, And they talk about the different scams and what the red flags are and so on. We have them at canage.ca as well. If you just put them up by the calendar, because lots of older folks still have a paper calendar by the phone, Mm. so that they can have that. Every time they answer the phone, they'll see that and they'll get used to the idea that when you answer the phone, that those are things to look for. But it can be hard to remember because, you know, you're emotionally attached to who is ever calling, apparently. Yeah, I just, as soon as someone asks for money, the automatic, I don't care how much you love your kids or your your friends or whatever. I mean, as soon as someone is asking you for money, your radar should be up, especially in this day and age, because you're right, Laura, people are are seemingly more and more desperate. And I think with the current financial situation, inflation, recession, pandemic, all these things, I think that is also exacerbating it. One of the other ones we've seen is a, a little bit of a flip on a real problem. 
so one of the real problems where people took uh, the you know funds like CERB and so on and then have yeah. had to pay some of it back. And so a flip on the grandparent scam that's been Canadian has been, I got caught, I've got to repay this bill, it's $10,000 oh. and so on. So that's a slightly newer version, but you can mm. see that... So, so in other words, CRA is calling to get their money back and they want you to send it, but it's not the CRA. No, exactly right. So one of the other red flags is not just, you know, send money, but but if it's got to be a secret. And uh, that is a big red flag that I think we heard our, our, our caller talk about is that they thought of telling their son, but they didn't, right? So usually this grandparent scam has the don't tell mom and dad, right? Mm-hmm. I'm reaching out to yeah. you because of our special relationship. So you should absolutely tell mom and dad. But if you hear that there's this element of secrecy, particularly if they want you to wire money, so going to like MoneyGram or Western Union or something like that, then you know it's a scam. Yeah, I just say in this day and age, given what we have seen and that the trends are really bucking up, and I think this is underreported that just, you know, if you've got an aging parent, just make a point of just saying, hey, reminding them because uh, they, they clearly need um, protection and, uh, and you know, not to be taken advantage of. Look, I pre- yeah, go ahead. Yeah, like if you're Sorry? with your parents, tell them that you've had this and then kind of act it out so you can hear what it sounds like for them. They may remember if you tell them it happened to you more than just saying be careful for it. So I think that that helps to lower shame. Or get your grandchild, if they're old enough, to explain it to Granny. I'll never call you and ask you for money. I'll never do that. So, you know, it's sad that, that we even have to talk about it, but it is a reality, and we're just hearing more and more about it. So I appreciate, Laura, you uh, helping us put this on the radar. And thanks for raising awareness, Alex. It really can be the difference between yeah. a person's safe retirement and being destitute. I know. It's so heartbreaking. Laura, have a terrific uh, weekend. We'll talk again. Thank you. That's uh, Laura Tamblin Watts, who's with CanAge. Look, look, we hear this all the time. It's just it gets to the point where you just think, okay, we just have to tell people, just tell your parents, just warn them, because it is easy to get lulled into these things. I mean, how many duck cleaning calls do you get a day? How many people, how many texts do you get a day that you think are real or CRA? A lot of people fall for them. Uh, it's just a matter of just, you know, reminding them, but it's very sad that this has to happen.